This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals back at practice today with Montreal on deck tomorrow. A defenseman recalled from Hershey and a goalie to injured reserve. And Joe Beninati joins us in advance of the weekend. Good morning, everybody. Today is Thursday, October 20th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. It's a day of practice for the Capitals here in Montreal today in advance of tomorrow night's meeting at Bell Center with the Canadians. On the off day yesterday, the Capitals made two roster moves, first placing goaltender Charlie Lindgren on injured reserve, and secondly recalling defenseman Hardy Hamanoktel from AHL Hershey. Clay Stevenson will continue to hang around and back up Darcy Kemper tomorrow, and we'll see how Octel fits into the D-pairs later this morning at practice. Here on the show today, my conversation with Joe Bananati, where we discuss the loss in Ottawa, the growing pains of changing systems under a new coach, Alex Ovechkin's quiet starts, and much more. Well, Joe, the game in Ottawa, not exactly what this team was looking for, obviously. And when Craig was on the show with us yesterday, we talked a little bit about some of these growing pains in the month of October. Look, this is going to happen when you have a coaching change. It's not going to go seamlessly all the way through. And for this team, as they now get ready for Montreal, trying to work out some of those growing pains and trying to get two points here. One of those games that you hope you can just put in the circular file mentally and physically and move on i knew judging by what i had seen you you see some of these things with your own eyes then you try and see them occasionally with your heart it wasn't that i thought the caps would be a better match for ottawa than they provided in a canadian tire center it's just that speed element for ottawa has come to become elite and there are a few teams and only a few that can really go with what i saw last night Colorado comes to mind, Carolina comes to mind, Jersey comes to mind. That was impressive. And in that instance, when you're facing that type of an opponent, there has to be a structure in place. There has to be execution in place. And the Caps didn't have it to the level that it needs to be. But it makes perfect sense when you're only three games into a new coaching regime. And I'm sure that they will iron out those things and be better the next time they're faced with a squad that presents those challenges. For those that didn't watch the game or didn't hear the game and you you see 6-1 and you go, wow, that must have been really awful. It really wasn't in the first period. The shots were 12-6. You saw some things with Carlson scoring late in the period and you say, okay, you know what? They come out and have a good second. They're going to be okay here. They weren't okay, but it would imply that things were bad for 60 minutes. There weren't. There were some things you can build on here. And there's the point where I'm making, you know, sometimes Joe sees things with his heart. No, I wasn't seeing with my heart last night. I watched the first five minutes. They were right there in that game and Forsberg made two or three terrific stops right off the bat and it could have easily been washed in playing with a lead the Caps have not had a lead yet in this young season and I'd like to see how that would affect their game when they do if and when they do and they'll they'll do it soon enough but the fact that they didn't grab a lead last night when they played or at least generated the chances that they did I thought the Oshie line I thought TJ had a fabulous game all the way around and he's been knock on wood really looking strong in this first couple of weeks of the season I thought they deserved a better fate earlier now that doesn't mean they wouldn't have been beaten again by Ottawa as as the game ramped along but I I thought they deserved to grab a lead 
And that first period wasn't brutal. And yes, you had the exclamation point at the end from Carlson. So you thought there might be something better moving forward. It wasn't that way in the second period. That's when I think Ottawa started to really exert that speed dominance. And I couldn't have been more impressed. You know, people look at speed different ways. Speed could be offense. Speed can be forecheck. And yeah, they're all over you on the forecheck. But I was amazed by how quickly they were able to exit the zone. And that's defenseman mobility. And they have three guys there who can really push the pace. And it's it's fun to watch. And it's it's hard when you're playing against it. So tactically, you have to be right. I, I think that those things, again, are going to be ironed out before too long. We've spent a lot of time through the course of training camp and the first three games of the season. Lots of positives surrounding Connor McMichael. And dating back to Game 7 against Coachella Valley for Hershey, winning a championship, bringing that swagger forward now into the regular season. Is it too much of a stretch to say that Connor McMichael's been the best forward on this team through three games because he's certainly got to be in the conversation, right? He's been just about the most visible. There's no doubt about that, and I don't think you can argue it. All in all, I think the Caps as a group need to be better away from the exterior, more on the interior. But when I close my eyes or when I watch video and replays of games and think back to certain circumstances, it's 24 who's been getting to the interior a little bit. It's 24 who's been knocking on the door around the cage. It was 24 last night. He was robbed in the first three minutes of the game by Forsberg. So McMichael is generating way much more in the way of opportunity than I had seen from him in the past. That's obviously a really good sign. He's built his confidence. I'm sure his time in the American Hockey League playoffs help that. I'm sure that the coaching staff is feeding his confidence, giving him opportunities to play on the high line. Now, again, we all envision Connor as a center, but he's been doing just fine on the wing and improving with each and every practice and each and every game. So, no, the, the answer to your question is it's not outlandish to think that. It's, it's probably accurate. As we have been on the ground here in Montreal, a couple of roster moves that the team has made, the recall of Hardy Hamann Octel from AHL Hershey, but also the play of Charlie Lindgren on injured reserve. Now, that's not the long kind. That's the regular kind. But still, you've got Clay Stevenson, who's obviously going to hang around and be the backup here in Montreal. You're going to get to next week where we have two games and two nights for the first time, a home game with Toronto on Tuesday and then going to New Jersey on Wednesday. Starting to wonder what the goaltending plan is going to be as we get into next week. If Charlie is not able to go, it's a little vague on when he may be able to return. Injured reserve was all the club said, but you may need a goalie sometime next week. Yeah, that's the toughest thing for me is I'm I'm not a capologist. Uh, I know that there are money factors involved in the Haman Octel to Hershey at the outset of the season. I know there's always money factors in trying to make sure that you're cap compliant with your roster. I know that there's always the ability to put a player on IR and have it be retroactive so that he comes off sooner than what I might be normally used to. So when I heard that Lindgren was injured in a, an optional morning skate, I'm like, oh, what horrible luck. And then you think about it, and Clay Stevenson is very highly regarded and has been since uh, he's been acquired by the organization. And I think they had a, a really good vision for what they want from Clay as far as this season with respect to the AHL and Hershey. He's going to be, it looks like, he probably going to be force-fed an NHL chance here sooner than later. I think Scott Murray will do his best to prepare him for it if he should get it next week. I'm trying to remember, Darcy, on a couple of instances a season ago, the back-to-backs weren't very favorable. I think from a goaltender's perspective, when you play back-to-backs, it's more taxing mentally than physically. These guys are incredible athletes. It's the beginning of the season. 
Darcy's been telling us just how fresh he feels, how explosive he feels coming off of a really lengthy offseason, obviously, which none of us wants. The Caps want to be in the playoffs. They don't want to necessarily have so many months of offseason. But Darcy said the extra time gave him time to to really feel reflexive and explosive. And if he has to go back-to-back, he goes back-to-back. But if if it's Clay's turn, if Charlie's not ready in one of those Toronto, uh, New Jersey sequences, it'll be fun to watch Clay because he's got all the natural resources. You look at the great size. I like the way he uh, positions himself in the cage. His footwork seems to be strong. And Scott Murray's the guy to ask more about his technical acumen. But I think when I envision Clay for the future, I'm excited about it. The future may be getting here a little bit ahead of time. Last one for you, and we've never seen it until Ottawa. Alex Ovechkin going back-to-back games without a shot on net. But I was thinking as we are walking around the streets of Montreal and a game at Bell Center, if there is a place for Alex to break out and start producing. He loves playing here. The Bell Center is one of his favorite stages. I feel like this is a good place for him to be to start to get things going here. Guy who loves the limelight, and when you get a chance to perform in front of 21,000 on a hockey night in Canada on Saturday at Bell Center, it just gets the juices flowing for him. It is peculiar. It's strange to watch the last couple of instances. I know he's had a couple of interior shots that were blocked that would have been shots on goal, good chances, good scoring opportunities. I haven't seen enough of Alex the way I want to envision Alex five on five. You know he's always going to be in that flamethrower position for the power play. That has its own issues to work out and, and will be worked out, I'm sure, with the with the talent that's on the ice. Alex, five on five, I'd love to see generating more. And that means being able to use some of his leverage, get to the interior more. Not necessarily, he's not going to necessarily run wide and burn NHL defenders the way he used to. None of us are going to do that as they as you get to be his age at age 38. But I, I think he's got the hockey mind to be able to create scoring chances in other ways. I'm not saying that an 800-plus goal scorer has to reinvent himself. He doesn't. And and his uh, his goals will come, and likely they will come on a stage that he's so familiar with and so fond of, like, like Bell Center. I want to see what the best offensive combination for Alex is and will be as far as line combinations are concerned. That, to me, is what I think Spencer and Kirk and all the staff are trying to find out. Which, which is the best combo? Is it with Nick? Is it with Dylan? Is it with... Uh, Evgeny. One way or another, you've got to find who's the best centerpiece and then also who's the best bloodhound, hard worker, the puck digger, retriever. Not that Alex can't be that. He's obviously all of those things. But that's what we're trying to find out now in this first month of October. You're experimenting. You're exploring. And with getting the the grade 8 on track, you need his offensive punch. You need him to be firing 7, 8, 9 times a game like we're used to. The back-to-back zeros are, I, I, I think, is just an extremely rare circumstance. It's never happened before. I don't envision it happening again. It's a stage that we like to be on, too, at Bell Center. Have a great call for this one, Joe. Looking forward to it. Will do. You do the same. See him tomorrow night with the call on Monumental Sports Network. Joe Beninati joining us here this morning in Montreal. It's the Capitals and the Montreal Canadiens from Bell Center here in Quebec tomorrow night. Airtime is at 6.45 on 106.7 A Fan and always right here on Caps Radio 24-7. Heard for free at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! 
Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.